Treshawn Horton has a new school after putting his name into the transfer portal. Even more Alabama players are in the portal now. The Panthers are somehow now in the playoff hunt. The Pelicans are in first place in the Western Conference, and I'm so excited about that. Chris Beard, the Texas basketball coach, got arrested. Alabama basketball is in the top 10 after a convincing win over Houston after being down. And of course, we send our condolences and our love to Mike Leach as he holds on during a very tough battle. All this and more on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. Let's go. Don't wait. This night's almost over. Honest. Let's make this night last what is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Sorman, at Jake's Take Podcast, at Jake's Still 14. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Christy. Hi. And you can find her on Instagram and TikTok, at Christy Marie underscore double zero. We are back. I could not make it on Friday. I was in Atlanta, and it was just too hard. And I thought to myself, you know, there's no way I'm going to miss any news in between Friday and at the time of this recording and boy was I wrong and I've really I've told y'all before I really just need to stop going on vacations because every time I do that a big news story drops and it has to happen with the south yeah I feel like there was a lot going on I feel like we kept sending each other all kinds of stories all weekend I definitely think so too and I mean the first one which is something that actually just dropped yesterday is Alabama's second leading receiver committing to Oregon. Treshawn Horton, who was just in the transfer portal, has now announced that he is going to Oregon. What do we think of the decision? Obviously, at first, it's a shock. But then when you start to dig deeper, I can understand why he chose what he chose. And in 2001, he had one touchdown. He had 239 receiving yards. But this past season, he did a little better. Six touchdowns, um, 331 receiving yards. He was actually tied for receiving touchdowns with Jermaine Burton. I think the thing that many people were looking at, too, was that he struggled with drops. And I think that might have been why he might have gone into the transfer portal. I mean, he did a great job recruiting people to come to Alabama, but he just also struggled with consistency. One game, he would look like the next best wide receiver at Alabama. The second game, people were calling for him to be benched. Right, and now that we've learned Jermaine Burton is going to come back for this next season, I think there was probably a conversation between those two and Saban kind of telling Treshawn, you know, Burton's going to take that top receiver spot, so you need to make your decision. This offense next year is going to go through Ja'Cory and Jermaine, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, there's going to be a few other receivers, especially, like, the status. We don't know if Tyler Harrell's coming back. I mean, he didn't play at all this year, so he might have another extra year of eligibility. You've also got Aaron Anderson who is was injured this year. You've mm-hmm. got Isaiah Bond, Chaz Preston. You've got Kobe Prentice, Kendrick Law. Those guys are all coming back. The reason that I'm disappointed about this is because all of our receivers are six foot. You know, 
and people talk about height, but you have to look at Bryce. I mean, Bryce as a quarterback is a small quarterback. And look at all the success he had. And he definitely has had a lot of success, but we need to have those six feet tall players who can catch the 50-50 balls and make really high jumps like Smitty could mm-hmm. or like Amari Cooper could or what Calvin Ridley could do. Because, you know, we had Julio and then we had mm-hmm. all these players who are six foot. So I definitely think that we need players who can still make those, you know, very acrobatic catches. So I think we can do that here. I mean, I'm definitely happy. I'm sad at the same time. I think we should still cheer for him. Oh, I think so, too. I think he's going to obviously start there. I think he's going to be kind of their breakout star next year. So, yeah, I look forward to watching him there. I do, too. Now, he's the first transfer to commit to a new Mm -hmm. school out of all the Alabama transfers there right now. Now, what are our thoughts about the Brockmeyer boy, one of, going into Mm -hmm. the portal and the portal only getting bigger? Yeah, it's definitely getting bigger. And the Brockmeyer boy is up for grabs, I guess. It's just going to be who can get out there and recruit these transfer portal players first. I mean, I think right now it's going to come down to, and as crazy as it sounds, it's going to come down to Lane Kiffin, mm-hmm. Deion Sanders, <laughs> and maybe Sark. Yeah, no, I agree. And right now I feel like Dion's kind of the hot place to go, even for coaches. Which is weird because no one would really consider Colorado and <laughs> the place people want to be in the same sentence. Yeah, it's not. It's not a team we ever talk about. It's not a team you see much at all, really. So it'll be interesting what he can do for them. Absolutely. Moving on to our next point, a team that we always seem to talk about who's actually somewhat doing well now, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, it's funny we're kind of positively talking about them lately. I know because they won and they're in the hunt. So, obviously, the biggest question is how? Well, that's the thing because I'm, we were talking about them tanking and now they're, I mean, controlling their playoff future. Exactly. I mean, this was something where now the NFC South is a dumpster fire. You know, we all agree that mm-hmm. we know that it's not looked good. But right now, this team after they traded away two of their best players, look good? They look great. And they have, you know, if they can win their final four games, which I really think are all doable. They have the Steelers, the Lions, the Bucks, and the Saints. The only one that I'd be super, super nervous about is obviously the Bucks. I mean, I don't know. They're kind of hot and cold right now, but I think it's very doable for this Panthers team that we're seeing. I don't know. I mean, the Lions have been putting together a pretty silent playoff run. Yeah, they do have J-Mo back as well. They do have J-Mo back, and he caught his first touchdown on Sunday. But I could see the Lions giving them some trouble. But right now, they're clicking at the right time. Sam Mm -hmm. Darnold actually looks pretty decent. Chuba Hubbard and I'm trying to remember the other running back's name. But I think it's Foreman. Those two just look great. And it's very surprising because, you know, we've talked about them tanking or are they going to get a prize? Are they going to get CJ? And now 
it's going to be, well, maybe they might not even need a quarterback. They should still take a quarterback, though. I Yeah, I think they should still get a quarterback. Um, so if they can, if they can have the same record as Atlanta, they would win that tiebreaker. Now, I saw ESPN kind of had the breakdown of percentages of who would win this division. The Bucks still do have about an 80% lead, but the Panthers are second. I mean, it's only 14%, but it's better than single digit. Yeah, and I mean, I definitely think that with this, it's very key that so many players might, you know, actually come out on top, but it does come down to that tiebreaker too. And I mean, you have to remember they started a one and four start and now they are five and eight. So, I mean, they've won four games and I know on paper that doesn't look like too, too much, but that's still pretty impressive, especially when you have wins against the Bucks, you have Mm -hmm. wins against the Falcons the Broncos, and the Seahawks. And the Seahawks are a legit team. Right. No, they're good this year. So that was a big win. So I think with this, you know, keep your eyes on the Carolina Panthers, something, you know, we did not expect to say. They could sneak in the playoffs. But should Steve Wilkes be their new coach? So obviously he's with the Cardinals for the the 13-3 and three season, and that's the reason he got fired. But, I mean, so when they hired him as the interim coach, the Panthers owner said they would keep him if he was able to produce a successful season. Now they didn't say what that successful season, like, entailed, but so far he's having success. He's doing pretty well, but, I mean, that's the other thing, too. I mean, we've talked about how – in the South and in the NFL, you have to be really good. And it's showing in basketball. Well, not for the Charlotte Hornets. But right now, I mean, you want to have a successful coach. I know it's hard mm-hmm. to compete with coaches like Bill Belichick or mm-hmm. John McVay or Mike Tomlin. But, you know, Everyone thinks right now that if you go to the Sean McVay coaching tree, it's going to work. It's not going to work. I mean, it's not as good as many people think. So I think with this, I would like for them to keep him because he's definitely shown he's worthy. But Mm -hmm. I also know that there's going to be one hot commodity of a coach Mm -hmm. and the Panthers are going to look for him. And then they'll say, this is going to be our guy because it always happens in the NFL. It happened with Cliff Kingsbury. It happened with Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to keep happening because people are under the impression that the college transition to NFL works. Right. And I think sometimes people put too much focus on the record. Obviously, you want to have a winning record. But relationship in that locker room matters big time. And right now with Steve Wilkes, obviously, they have a great relationship going on within that team. And I definitely. I definitely like that too. I mean, this is a team that has needed a mm-hmm. culture change, has needed a new relationship, and they're getting it. I mean, right. we've literally titled episodes on the show a Charlotte culture change or Charlotte culture commemoration. Now they're mm-hmm. finally getting that understanding of what it means to have a great culture, and it's all because of Steve Wilkes, and that's huge. That is huge, and I, I hope they stick with it. But moving on to a bit of some sadder news. This is in regards to the Texas basketball coach, Chris Beard, getting arrested. Yeah, and arrested big time. I mean, on felony charges. 
Right now, it is on alleged domestic abuse. Apparently, he strangled someone. Yeah. So the call, I think they called it like a hot shot call or something. I can't remember the wording. But basically, that means there was an immediate threat to someone's life. And right now, it says here that he faces a third degree felony charge for assault on a family household member impede breath circulation so Uh obviously texas has already announced that he is suspended that's the right call Uh and they said that it's until further notice should he be fired so here's the tricky part you know obviously innocent until proven guilty is our justice system his attorney said he's 100 innocent and here's another thing i found interesting so right now he can't have any firearms he has to be 200 yards away from the residence where it happened but it said he could still have contact with this family member but it has to be like non-threatening which obviously but so if he can still talk to this person i feel like maybe there's more to the story that we don't know yet I mean, that's what my mindset is, is that there is more to the story because Mm -hmm. we don't know the full story. We're just here. Right. And, you know, some people might not want to share the full story because it might just cause too much Mm -hmm. triggering or nerves. But we don't really know what can go on with this incident. I mean, Texas did the right thing in suspending him. But he's only in his second year at Texas. And to have this happen in the second year... That is pretty terrifying. It is. But, you know, back in 2019, he did get coach of the year. I mean, before this, he was a pretty honorable coach. And I think people looked up to him, fans and players and other coaches. So I'm going to go with keep him suspended until he gets charged and then move on from there. Yeah, I think right now Texas did the right thing with suspending Mm -hmm. him right now. And they'll just have to wait until there's more insight there. But at the time of when I was creating the notes, Texas hadn't done anything. Granted, it was earlier today. They responded well. I think this yeah. means a lot for college basketball and the South for how yeah. this is handled. I agree. But moving on to our next point in regards to Mike Leach. So if you are a fan of college football, you know that Mike Leach is known for his random outbursts and his very (laughs) colorful personality but right now mike leach is in the hospital and we do want to say that we're thinking about him and it's pretty you know sad to hear what he's kind of going through right and i think it's a shock to everybody i know sometime during the season he had come down with a pretty bad case of pneumonia so when i first saw this I thought maybe it was related to that, but it looks like it's a lot more. There's reports of a massive heart attack where he wasn't either wasn't found or just wasn't treated for 10 to 15 minutes. They had to shock his heart. They're saying he may have suffered seizures, which can cause brain damage. It's a lot. It definitely is a lot right now to the point where they have put their defensive coordinator mm-hmm. in charge of the team while he recovers. And right now, the family is the one who has all the information. I mean, the news has said that they're stopping reporting on this until things look great. But right now, this is just very terrifying to hear because, you know, even if you're not a fan of Mississippi State, this guy's just got a great personality. 
Yeah, he's almost like in that same ballpark as Blaine Kiffin. Like what you see is what you get. And I love that in a coach. I feel like Lane Kiffin probably was inspired a lot by Mike Leach. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. No, I could definitely see that. But, I mean, with this, you know, we are thinking of mm-hmm. the Leach family at this time. If you know any Mississippi State fans, be sure to provide some support there because this is a tough time. You know, no fan base should ever have to go through this. I mean, I remember when it was in 2020 – and Nick Saban almost didn't coach the Georgia game, and then he did. Mm-hmm. This is nothing like this. This is yeah. terrifying. Yeah, and, you know, especially this time of year for any family, I think it just doubles the amount of worry and grief and stress. I definitely have to agree. So everyone, you know, kind of keep a lookout there. Obviously, do not look at Twitter too, too much uh-huh. because people are going to try and say things that aren't true, but stay aware. And if you are around people who know the Leach family or are Mississippi State fans, just offer some support and some advice. Mm-hmm. Moving on to our next point, Alabama basketball. And first and foremost, no Arby's for us. If y'all don't know where the inside joke of Arby's comes from, there's an Arby's located next to Coleman Coliseum. So when I was in school and we would lose a game and we were all hungry, we would go to Arby's after a loss. And it was awful and no one likes it. And I've now learned that no one should eat Arby's just because they want Arby's. Well, luckily, Alabama is making sure you don't have to. I know. It is terrific. This team was down by 15 points to Houston at Houston. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, any road game in any sport is tough. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is tremendous. And I was talking to one of my friends, and he said, this team is special. And they are special because this is the first team with multiple wins over the number one team since Duke in the 1960s. It looks like it's going to be a basketball university this year. I mean, obviously we said it before, we were in Mm -hmm. everything school, but this is just terrific. And Mm -hmm. I think right now, you know, Nate Oates is doing a lot of terrific things for this program. He is basically like Nick Saban with a basketball. There, I said it. (laughs) You heard it here first. So I think with this, it looks great. I mean, NATO has done a terrific job with this team, and they've only lost one game, and that was to UConn. And UConn's a terrific school, but to come back and beat Houston and UNC, they're playing Memphis next, and then they're playing Gonzaga. So eventually, when it's time for creating the bracket for March Madness, they're going to get in if they keep playing this dynamic and they keep having great chemistry. But with this, have I gotten you convinced to watch basketball yet? You can (laughs) know. You have, and I talked to my dad today. He's a big basketball fan, so he was telling me all about it, and I think they moved up in spots. Is that right? They did. They're now number four. They're in the top ten. He's also trying to convince me. (laughs) I mean, if y'all have ever been a fan of Matt Mitchell, who is the guy who does a lot of the SEC skits on YouTube, there's one phrase that he will always say is, rank us in the top ten, you cowards. (laughs) 
I'm at the point very soon where if we get another win, I'm going to say rank us number one, you cowards. <laughs> and hopefully they will, but hopefully they don't because at this rate, it's a lot similar to what happened in college football this year mm-hmm. where if you were ranked number one or if you were ranked number two, you were going to lose. Yeah, play it safe. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what are your thoughts right now on the transfer portal? I know that we've been talking a little bit about that. Obviously, JoJo Earl's in there now. The Brockmeyer boys in there right now. Christian Leary's in there. And, I mean, we're just getting more and more players in there. Do you think any of these players might take their name out? Man, and I know on my, one of my Friday episodes, I surprised everyone by saying, Watch out for JoJo Earl. And sure enough. Yeah. What are you, psychic or something? I don't know where I got that from. But as soon as I saw that report, I was like, I knew it. And But you know what? He's been really quiet since he entered. Like, we've heard stories of other transfer portal players who have been visiting other schools. I haven't seen anything about him. So maybe watch out for his name to come back. I mean, maybe it's a possibility, but right now, you know, everything is very subject to change right Mm now. Someone had said that one squad watch is TCU Mm -hmm. because he grew up 23 minutes from there. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like with him, he could kind of do really anything or everything. Or surprisingly, he could just come back because he's a lot like Jalen Waddell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So if we see him do anything, it's either going to be come back or I think stay in an SEC school. See, that's what I was thinking right now, too. Now, next up, Alabama did land a huge recruit from the 2023 class. And this is really great because, you know, we might be losing Will Anderson to the draft, mm-hmm. but we are landing Keon Keeley, the number 20 overall recruit for 2023. And who knows, maybe he can come in and fill in that Will Anderson role. Yeah, it'd be great not only to have such an athletic player, but just another leader like we had in Will. I definitely have to agree. Obviously, with Dallas Turner, he's going to take mm-hmm. that leadership mental there but think about another talented linebacker jeremiah alexander he didn't play too too much this year but he's from alabaster Mm -hmm. he's from the powerhouse thompson i could see him taking on that henry toe role Mm -hmm. or playing next to him with demoy kennedy or deontay lawson that's right deontay lawson had a terrific year this year so far yeah, it's interesting. I feel like we didn't hear a ton of those names this year, but they had they were great. It's I don't know what it was. I think with it is that you know how Nick Saban really wants to play freshman earlier mm-hmm. on and he did that with Julio, he did that mm-hmm. with Amari Cooper, he did that with Will. I don't think a lot of the freshmen were ready this year. Yeah, that's true. And but We kept the freshmen that, you know, that we got. And if you look at Texas A&M, you know, had the number one recruiting class. Well, now they have the number one transfer portal class. There's gotten to the point where this Alabama commit who's coming in has stated how he is looking at it as 
that these players need to stay. And let me see if I can mm-hmm. find the picture right now. But I think with him, he had said it just as better than anyone else, really. And that's pretty impressive. Now, obviously, we talked about Keon Keeley. I don't know where this picture is right now, but I think it might be through Touchdown Alabama. So mm-hmm. let me see if I can find that. But I know what you're saying. We just need that kind of attitude where people want to stay. They want to play their three or their four years the whole time at one school and make a name for themselves. No, absolutely. But right now, according to Touchdown Alabama magazine, it does look like we have another player who just entered the transfer portal. And it comes from Aaron Anderson, who we thought Mm -hmm. would actually take the time to be that next Alabama receiver. So... Mm -hmm. What are the thoughts here in regards to losing another one to the transfer portal? I just think there is something they know about who's going to start. Obviously, Jermaine Burton's going to be our top guy. But uh, the end of the season, we saw Kendrick Law really step up. So I really think that one and two spot are already claimed. That's what I have to think, too. I mean, right now with this I, I don't really know where my thought process is in regards to it all. I think for the most part, it is, you know, very good to see. But at the same time, you know, it's a little scary. And I mean, you know, it's still early. I could see a lot of players taking their names out. But before we do move on, we do want to wish a congratulations to some of Alabama's finest graduates, Will Anderson, Henry Tootoo. Jordan Battle, Bryce Young, Marco Hellums, and DJ Dale, just to name a few. I mean, it's terrific to obviously graduate college, but to mm-hmm. graduate college while playing football at Alabama, that's tremendous. Yeah, playing football at anyone, any D1 school and graduating, it, it's a big, big deal. And especially for players like Will and Bryce mm-hmm. to do it in three and a half years. Yeah. I mean, I didn't play sport in college, and I did it in four or five. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, they have so much respect for me. I mean, it's one thing to graduate, but to do it while being a top performer in the SEC. And Will Anderson has won so many awards. Like, Mm -hmm. that's terrific that he has won so many awards, too. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So, obviously, we are very proud of them there. And, obviously, you know, Will Anderson won the Lot Impact Award, the Bednarik Award for the best defensive player in the country. And then he also won the best linebacker award. So just keep piling this up for him mm-hmm. because he definitely looks great. And also, according to FWAA, Will Anderson's a first team All-American and Kuwait is a second team All-American. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they left off Bryce. But that's their loss. But finally, on our last topic, it's obviously Christy's favorite thing to talk about, Pelicans basketball. Now, I know that you don't really live near a specific basketball team, so you're now a Pelicans fan by default. I'm not sorry. (laughs) I'll take it. All right. So right now, the Pelicans are at the top of the Western Conference, and they're doing it without two of their best players, one of them being my favorite player ever in Herb Jones, who is from... Alabama and went to Alabama. Now, I was talking to a few friends earlier, 
and they were saying, why are you so excited about this? I said, because I've been waiting for this. Because right now, basketball is now on the map in the South, and it's terrific. So I think with this, they've been doing terrific. They are still just – they have so much depth, and it's amazing. And, of course, put us in prime time, you cowards. <laughs> I was reading somewhere – that the Pelicans and the Phoenix Suns, yes, a game where Zion had a 360 dunk, did not get in prime time. And Zion had a 360-degree dunk. However, no one outside of New Orleans saw that because it wasn't on ESPN. You want to know what was on ESPN? The Lakers. <laughs> Out of all teams, people apparently want to see LeBron James and everyone else on that team, and not a team in the South. It's definitely very disappointing. But right now, the Pelicans are having a terrific year, and they should get more opportunities for primetime coverage because right now, the national media still won't recognize them. It's kind of annoying. You know, it's kind of interesting. With football, you know, they play the most local games or the most regional games. So I wonder why they don't do the same thing for basketball. I think it's because there are just more basketball games. I understand. That. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, we're in the South, and we have the Atlanta Hawks. We've got the New Orleans Pelicans, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Charlotte Hornets, and our teams in Texas with the San Antonio Spurs, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Houston Rockets. I will turn on the TV, and I'm seeing the Chicago Bulls play. And it's very rare to see the Pelicans play that I have to stream it. Mm -hmm. And because I'm up in Alabama, I still won't get coverage sometimes. So I'm hoping that the Pelicans continuously being good helps the broadcasters realize that, hey, this is a fun team and we can watch them or other people can watch them too because they enjoy this. So I think with this, it is definitely terrific to see. But with this, you know, I thought that there was not going to be a lot of news in December. And y'all <laughs> proved me wrong. Christy's proved me wrong. So I will eat my words. But as always, thank you so much. This is going to do for this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and Supporting us, as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore Sport underscore. You're home for different forms of variety and sport. Remember to check out Christy's Linktree and use VSN10 for your discount. It's the holiday season. Oh, my gosh. I did not even realize Christmas is next week. It is. <laughs> but what? It, I feel like it just started <laughs> December. Um, but... It just because I'm an elementary teacher right now, it's really hard to keep these kids engaged. So, <laughs> I mean, if y'all have any advice for how Christy can keep the kids engaged, <laughs> let her know. I will find some ideas too. I already told her one idea, and she said I've been doing that for months. <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for making this dream become a reality. We're so grateful for y'all, especially mm -hmm. during this holiday season. As always, you can find us on. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Jake's Take Podcast, or my personal Instagram, Jake's 14. You can find Christy 
on Instagram and TikTok at Chrissy Marie underscore double zero. As always, this show is on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, basically all forms of podcast networks. We will be back on Friday. Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere this time. Um, so be sure to drop a like, drop a follow, share this with your friends. If there's anything you want to hear on the show, let us know. We're always open to new topics. And as always, as always, as always, continue to be great. Think of others during this holiday season. Be the best version of you you can be. Continue to be a light in this world. The world is still a very scary and interesting place. And as always, we will see and hear from y'all later. Take care. Bye. Find someone who loves you right away. Gotta keep, gotta keep, gotta keep your head.